Welcome to Mars Messina Presents. I am Mars and today is Saturday, January 7th, 2023. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Anyway, um, before we launch off with episode 89, um, there have been a turn of events in the Moscow murder case with the release of the probable cause affidavit, AKA the PCA, which is basically a summary of what police and the district's attorney, attorney believe happened on the early morning hours of November 13th, 2022, when four University of Idaho students were murdered allegedly by Brian Koberger. Now, because the news is so ubiquitous, I've wondered if I should even do a show on it, since you can just look at the news and all the bullet points are there uh, about what occurred that night. Um, so in lieu of that, what I might do if I have enough time, um, or I might actually do a double feature today, what I'll do is I'll put together a timeline of events as they occurred. And when you look at that timeline, when you look at the whole story together, there seems to be no doubt that Brian Koberger truly is the murderer of Maddie Mogan. Zana Co um, oh crap. I don't have their names in front of me. Zana, Kaylee, and Ethan. Uh, Kernobyl uh, is Zana's last name. Um, Kaylee Gonzalez and Brian Chapin. Um, so I, I might do that if we have enough time or if I have enough time to, to make a double feature, I will go through that timeline. Uh, the, the probable cause affidavit is really interesting, really creepy, and really damning of Brian Koberger. He is in a lot of trouble. Anyway, <clears throat> let's get on with episode 89. This launches our third season and a new year. Many of you have probably made New Year's resolutions or goals concerning having a healthier diet. For most of all, oh boy, I'm sorry. Having a hard time speaking this morning, so I'm going to grab me a nice cold beverage. And try to slow my thoughts down because I've been reading the news incessantly and I just need to breathe. Anyway, when we make New Year's resolutions or set goals for the new year, most of us, if we do that at all, it often focuses on our diet, how to, how to be healthier. And even the healthiest of us can stand to be a little healthier probably, especially if we follow an American diet. Um, it's been said, if you have an American diet, expect American diseases. So I think we all have to be careful because so much of our food source is filled with chemicals and sugars that we didn't even know were there. Okay, so um, we want a healthier diet, but we also want a diet that's economical and delicious. And that can be hard to find or figure out. But there are two diets out there that I can think of that are even more of a lifestyle than just a diet plan. And adherence of these diets, they don't even think of the monetary costs because they're looking at the long picture, uh, the long run, where it's very economical to the earth and to their health. So in addition to these diets, these whole food diets being healthy to the adherents, they are also symbols of morals and ethics. And these um, adherents to these diets pledge allegiance 
to these um, lifestyles. So again, we're talking about two whole food diets. Veganism, of which you've probably heard, and another diet, and it is called, or somebody coined the term, veganism. And I will explain that word in a moment. But first, let's address the vegan diet, its benefits, and some of the risks associated with it, according to studies. The vegan diet is often deemed the healthiest diet in the world, and it has been shown to promote heart health and reduce cancer risk. But some people that are vegans, they see beyond the health reasons and they instead point to ethical concerns for their dietary preferences. The vegan diet, as you probably understand, involves eating only foods comprising plants. Those who follow this diet avoid all animal products, including meat, dairy, eggs, and honey. For some, being vegan is a dietary choice, while for other vegans, it is an absolute lifestyle choice. People who choose to live a vegan lifestyle, they might also avoid clothes, soaps, and other products that use or contain parts of animals such as leather or animal fur. Some adopt this lifestyle for its environmental benefits um, to help save the world or the, the health of the planet as a sustainable diet. And um, I found amongst various research um, these six science-based benefits of eating a vegan diet, these benefits show up in any research I've ever read. So the first item um, or the benefit of eating a vegan diet is you will eliminate meat and animal products. No butter, no yogurt, you know, unless it's nut-based. Um, but you will eliminate all animal products, which will lead you to rely more heavily on other foods. In the case of a whole food vegan diet, replacements take the form of whole grains, fruits, vegetables, beans and legumes, peas, nuts, seeds. When followed correctly, vegan diets are highly nutritious. Since the aforementioned list of foods make up a larger portion of a vegan diet than they do a typical Western diet, this can lead to a higher daily intake of certain beneficial nutrients. How does this boost of nutrients in the vegan diet help the vegan? Well, first of all, um, we mentioned it already, heart health. Uh, the vegan diet is high in fiber, it's low in saturated fats, and saturated fats is what raises cholesterol levels. And Americans especially have to really watch cholesterol levels. Now this is becoming a problem elsewhere in the world where that was not once a problem, but it's this Western diet. It's not living on American soil, it's the Western diet that is detrimental to our health. The vegan diet lowers cancer risks by 15%, again, according to medical reviews. Plant-based foods are high in phytochemicals, which are biologically active compounds found in plants, and it's these phytochemicals that protect us against cancers. Several studies have reported that vegan diets tend to be um, to provide more, like I said, fiber, antioxidants, and beneficial plant com compounds than do other diets. Vegan diets also appear to be richer in potassium, magnesium, folate, vitamins A, C, and E, according to all of these studies. Vegan diets even appear, they even appear 
to be higher in iron because we usually associate iron with meat. However, the form of iron that plants provide is not as bioavailable, meaning your body is not as able to absorb it as the form of iron found in meat. So maybe you're taking an iron supplement, but this is something you would have to talk to your doctor um, about what supplements you may or may not need in your vegan diet because everybody's different. Now, those planning to go vegan should be aware also <clears throat> that a poorly planned vegan diet may not provide sufficient amounts of vitamin B12. That's a huge one. Niacin, riboflavin, riboflavin is also known as vitamin B2. Vitamin D, very important. Cal all of these are calcium, iodine, selenium, or zinc, which are all antioxidants and fight cancers and fight heart disease. <clears throat> vitamin B12 and vitamin D are vitamins that are deficient in many people. Of these people, many are vegan, so make sure you talk to your doctor or to a dietitian about supplementing if you go on a vegan diet. So this serves as a caveat to those looking to become vegan. It is really wise to consult with a professional, a health professional about adopting the vegan diet, especially if you have health conditions. Now, a lot of people who have health conditions, it seems like a really good idea to go vegan because of the, uh, the source of nutrients. It's just that you have to plan it very carefully because you have the potential of running into a nutritional deficiency. So just plan it carefully. So let's talk a little bit more about these key ingredients that may be low in a vegan diet and why they're so important. So vitamin B12 is mainly present in animal products. It protects the nerves and the red blood cells. It protects um, your muscles. Plant-based sources of this vitamin include fortified, not naturally occurring, but fortified cereals and plant milks, nutritional yeast and yeast spreads, and not everybody can eat yeast. <clears throat> Make sure to read more about vegan sources of vitamin B12 if you're pursuing veganism. Your doctor and your nutritionist or dietitian, they can help you with this. Iron, again, it's important for blood health. Beans and dark leafy greens are great sources for iron, but again, um, they're not as bioavailable as the iron found in meat. Again, do your research, um, have somebody help you plan your diet. Calcium is crucial for bone health. So if you're eating tofu, if you're eating tahini, leafy greens, these will help keep calcium levels normal. And again, anything soy-based, you have to be careful because soy is high in omega-6, which is the not-so-healthy omega. Omega-3 is what you want. Omega-6, not so much. So you have to really watch it with the soy intake. Vitamin D. Oh. Vitamin D protects against cancer and some other chronic health conditions, and it helps strengthen your bones and your teeth, and it helps regulate the nerves. Regularly, regularly eating vitamin D fortified foods, again, fortified, and spending time in the sun can boost your vitamin D levels. As far as food, vitamin D is found in milk and eggs which are not on the vegan diet. So you need to go to vitamin D fortified foods. Mushrooms, and I hope you like them if you are gonna be a vegan, because it's because mushrooms are the only plant-based sources for vitamin D. 
Vegans can also find vitamin D sources in fortified foods like cereals, non-dairy milks, and orange juice. Now, tofu again, if eaten in moderation, is fortified with vitamin D, but it's good to know that it also contains vitamin B12 and omega-3 fats. It's that omega-6 you have to look out for again with anything soy-based. Another key nutrient found in abundance in the vegan diet is the wonderful aforementioned vitamin 3, or I'm sorry, omega-3 fatty acid. Omega-3 fatty acids are important for heart, eye, and brain function. There are three types of omega-3 fatty acid, EPA, DHA, and ALA. Walnuts and flax seeds are good sources for ALA, while seaweeds and algae are the only plant-based sources of EPA and DHA. EPA and DHA are normally found in fish. Okay, now there's a lot of people who, um, they supplement with this emulsified fish oil that's flavored so that it doesn't taste like fish. And it's loaded with omega-3 EPA and DHA and people can actually lower their triglycerides and raise their good cholesterol. Just taking this supplement, it's wonderful, but it has fish in it. So if you're going vegan, you must learn much, much more about how to access omega-3, especially EPA and DHA. Because it's hard to find. Zinc is important for the immune system and the re repair and the repair. I was going to say reparations. I could, I guess. But we'll go with repair. Um, for the repair of DNA damage, zinc is important for this. Beans, um, nutritional yeast, nuts, and oats are all high in zinc. Eat your oatmeal. And iodine is important for thyroid function. Plant-based sources include seaweed and fortified foods. Again, you know, there's, there's so much you have to consider, so please do plan your vegan diet with a doctor or a nutritionist or a dietitian. Okay, let's now talk about the controversial nutrients as related to the vegan diet, protein and essential amino acids. <clears throat> so critics of the vegan diet say that you don't get enough protein or your essential amino acids. And in many cases, that might be true because vegans often don't get enough of that, but they can get it from their diet if they're planning correctly. So, um, again, critics will tell you that it's only meat, poultry, eggs, dairy, and fish that contain all nine essential amino acids, making for a complete protein with every serving. So if you have um, a slice of fish, that's a complete protein. If you have a four ounce steak, that's a complete protein. If you have hard boiled eggs running um, for the bus, um, complete protein. While it's true that it's easier to get these amino acids from animal products, it is also good to know that soy also provides all nine essential amino acids, but not everybody can eat soy or you don't want to eat too much soy for men, for the reasons I mentioned already. But quinoa, this is a wonderful um, grain. Quinoa is a plant-based source for all nine amino acids. So if you are going vegan, quinoa is your best friend. 
because it serves like it can be the way you can serve quinoa it could be savory or sweet so you can use it instead of rice um, for dishes where you would have rice like chicken and rice now um, you know a vegan version of that would be like some like a veggie burger and quinoa okay uh, you could do that. Uh, you could put, um, you know, like brown sugar and honey on it, and it becomes almost like an oatmeal. There's a lot of things you can do with quinoa. It's versatile, and it is so good for you. Now, the vegan diet is bountiful with food items such as nuts, seeds, beans, and whole grains. Each of these items are excellent sources of protein, but... They are incomplete proteins. So like I said, if you have, you know, a piece of fish or a piece of, you know, white, white meat like chicken or something, that's a great source of your nine amino acids. But you can't do that with, um, I don't know, like some, uh, just like a vegetable salad. You can't get all your protein or your, all your essential amino acids. You might get some, but not all. It is only when they're eaten together that you can get a complete protein. So each product on its own has one or two amino acids, but they lack all of the others. Therefore, you want to combine, like for example, beans with quinoa or beans with rice because beans have some of the amino acids, but they're missing others, and you might find those in quinoa or rice, and then you put those together, you have a complete protein. Okay, so beans and rice, you'll, you'll see vegans eating that a lot because that will form a complete protein. Beans alone have some, but not all. Rice alone has some, but not all. Put them together, complete protein or throw anything with quinoa, complete protein. Just be warned, in order to get all essential amino acids in the vegan diet, you might be eating more and consuming more carbs as opposed to eating a serving of fish, for example. So there's this myth that all vegans are skinny. Oh, no, no. Mm -mm. I do know some heavy vegans because you're consuming more to get the essential vitamins that you need, which tells me that that diet is not very properly planned. So watch your caloric intake, watch your carb intake, even when you're eating this most healthy of diets. And um, <clears throat> again, I, I just want to put out the side note on tofu. Tofu contains all of the essential amino acids that the body needs. It is filled with other nutrients and provides a whole variety of health benefits. But there are reported risks in a tofu-rich diet. Again, high soy intake. And tofu is made from soybean curds. High soy intake has been reported to affect tumor growth in those who already have breast cancer. And um, you're starting to find other research that says soy can actually help you prevent breast cancer. Again, talk to your doctor <clears throat> if you are concerned with breast health about how much soy you should be eating. <clears throat> okay, so. If a vegan diet is as healthy as quantitative research suggests, is it even possible for a carnivore diet to be healthy at all? Now, there are some who suggest that a wild game diet is just as healthy, if not more so, than a vegan diet. So let's talk about wild game. Wild game includes any meat from an animal that has not been domesticated 
or has not been put through a factory. In other words, wild game has never lived on a farm or in captivity. Wild game roams free. Wild game lives its life. <clears throat> There are species, um, or I'm sorry, the wild game species <clears throat> are eaten less frequently than domesticated animals, but they can be found at specialty butcher shops, online retailers, and even some regular grocery stores, and you are paying, you are paying a price. This is not cheap. However, you're not eating as much of it as your standard everyday hamburger meat so that and that that's um that might be the uh the um trade here is that you're not eating as much meat and maybe you're actually you know mostly plant-based diet and then once or twice a week you have some wild game okay now, um, the eating of wild game meat has been given the moniker veganism. <clears throat> Author Tim Ferriss described veganism thusly. A vegan is someone who follows a vegan diet, omitting all animal products except for wild harvested meats. Put another way, a vegan diet is a vegan diet modified to include only wild harvested meats. This term was coined by Kuulani Muzi of Maui Nui Venison as she, her husband Jake, and their three young children all enjoy a vegan diet but struggle to find a simple term to encapsulate it. Hence the invention of this word and veganism. Now, there are vegans who would bristle at this description that he just gave. For them, there is no such thing as a 90% vegan diet and a 10% meat diet, even if you killed the animal yourself. You're either a vegan or you're not. However, as described, veganism, like veganism, is a diet consisting of whole, unprocessed, natural foods. The incorporation of wild game into our daily diet is currently flourishing into a multi-million dollar market. The sources of meat and other animal products range from common game, such as elk, bison, deer, wild pheasants, and wild-caught fish, which if you are a hunter or you are close to a hunter, you've probably seen and eaten these items. Um, but wild game also um, presents to you things like squirrel, alligator, ostrich, or bear. And wildlife you've probably never even heard of, such as mouflon, which is a wild sheep, and a chamois, I think is the pronunciation, which is a goat antelope. Also, small birds, such as quail and thrush, and other ground game like rabbits, hare, and beaver. Winged animals like partridge, duck, goose, turkey, and large game consists of caribou, moose, wild boar, and I think we already mentioned bear. And there's others. Genetic nutritional testing is available for those who are looking for the best diets for themselves. Like I said, we are all a little bit different. So a guideline, you could like go online and find a guideline for either a vegan or a vegan diet, but if you get genetic testing, and I'm sure that's pretty costly, they will tell you, based on your own genetic composition, what you need to eat. And I have heard of people who have were vegan, and they got this genetic, genetic testing because they just weren't feeling optimal, even though they were fellow, following this healthy diet. And the genetic testing 
like brought up like you should be eating wild game and then they switch to wild game and they've never felt better in their lives um so if you really want to know what you should be eating um if you can get it get genetically tested now like i said some people are surprised when they're told they should be on a strict wild game diet and i want to be clear i'm not saying that genetic testing will tell you that I'm just saying it will tell some of us that. Really interesting. So let's talk about wild game itself. <clears throat> How healthy is it? As denizens of nature and wilderness, wild game is naturally organic. One of the main concerns with commercial livestock is that it's typically treated with antibiotics or fed a processed diet. Besides leaving a dirtier carbon footprint, livestock feed isn't always the most nutritious. Commercially reared animals are cultivated in the most economically efficient method, which means meat quality is often comes second to financial gain and I don't even have to tell you how those animals are treated if you you know watch any of these movies like um oh forks over knives and some of these others you you never want to eat meat again the way a the animals are treated and b because of the treatment what that does to their flesh I mean, that you do not want to consume anyway um yeah, commercial reared animals is, it should be criminal the way they do it. But with wild game and fish, there is no chemical tampering. There is no um, torture of the animal. So they're not releasing um, stress hormones. <clears throat> they're just living their lives and then the lights go off. Wild animals roam freely, consuming natural foods, and they live very active lives. As a result, their meat is very lean and contains less, less fat than domesticated livestock, which are usually um, given a diet of grain or corn and have less active lives. Three ounces of venison has only three grams of fat, whereas three ounces of beef contains 18 grams of fat. Elk, which I've heard tastes like beef, that has an even lower fat content at 1.2 grams. Pork contains 14 grams of fat for the same serving size. <clears throat> when compared to livestock, game meats have an average of 4.3% fat, while their domesticated brothers and sisters typically have a fat content of 25 to 30%, except for chicken. Also, wild game meat is lower in calories and saturated fat than domesticated animal meat, making it a good option for healthy weight loss or maintenance. Fat from wild game contains a higher proportion of polyunsaturated fatty acids. Their nutritional statistics are very similar to a skinless chicken breast, with most cuts having around 110 to 130 calories, 2 grams of fat, and 25 whopping grams of protein for a 3-ounce serving. This is according to Dr. Melina Jampolis, a physician nutrition specialist. Deer, elk, and antelope have a vitamin and mineral composition similar to beef, so these meats are good sources for iron, 5 milligrams four ounces, in 4 ounces. Um, vitamin B12, okay, vitamin B6, niacin, and riboflavin. Now let's talk a, bit, a little bit more about key nutrients found in wild game. Protein, which was like the big um, caveat in a vegan diet. 
the meat of wild animals is an excellent low-fat lean protein source. Protein is essential for the building and repairing of muscle tissue and can also help promote satiety after eating a meal. For example, the nutritional statistics of a three ounce serving of venison show it provides 18 grams of protein and only three grams of fat. This means far less saturated fat, lower cholesterol, and fewer calories than most red meat. <clears throat> Wild game is a great source of healthy fats, including omega-3 fatty acids. These polyunsaturated fatty acids are essential for avoiding heart disease and can also help reduce inflammation throughout the body. Wild game meat is also a good source for several vitamins and minerals, including iron, riboflavin, niacin. These nutrients are vital for maintaining energy levels, a healthy immune system, and proper cell function. Omega-3 fatty acids, okay? Wild game is naturally high in them. These lipid compounds, which are often associated with salmon, and other ocean-dwelling creatures play a vital role in cholesterol levels, digestion, heart health, immunity, and maintenance of the skin and bones. Since wild animals consume a natural food source, anti-inflammatory omega-3 fatty acids are higher and the pro-inflammatory omega-6 fatty acids are lower. The opposite is seen with commercial meat products, such as grain-fed beef. Be careful if you are still eating commercial meat products. You're getting too many omega-6 fatty acids and not enough omega-3s. Zinc and iron augments the immune system and iron helps with hemoglobin formation, which is critical for oxygen transport throughout the body. An increase in iron consumption, consumption protects against iron deficiency anemia, which is a common problem in premenopausal women. Additionally, the high antioxidant content in natural foods suppresses the formation of free radicals in the body, which in the long term can reduce cancer risks. According to Abel James, who writes a blog called The Wild Diet, your food composition should be about 65% plant foods and roughly 35% meats, fats, and oils. So even if you're eating meat, even if it's wild game, you're still consuming mostly plant foods if you want a healthy diet. So here are some things to be mindful of if you're going to pursue a wild game diet. Um, take these precautions. Your cooking methods matter. Dr. Jampolis recommends that cooking game meats at lower temperatures for a longer period of time, low and slow. This avoids the formation of potentially cancer-causing compounds associated with cooking meats at higher temperatures. Always cook wild game meat thoroughly to reduce the risk of foodborne illnesses such as parasites or bacteria. The internal temperature should reach about 160 degrees Fahrenheit for large game and 165, I believe, is what I read for fowl but recheck that, especially for fowl. Recheck those temperatures and make sure you hit them. Get yourself a good meat temperature thermometer. <clears throat> Hiring a professional butcher is the best method to guarantee the safety of the wild game that you eat. Storage. 
is vital. You should keep the animal cool and store it at a temperature of 40 degrees Fahrenheit or less. Higher temperatures can lead to the risk of bacterial growth that causes diseases in humans. And pregnant women and children, they can eat wild game meat, the same as anyone else, but some people recommend that pregnant women not eat meat that was harvested with lead bullets. So how was that animal hunted? Like even if it was done humanely, was it done with a bullet? Was it done with an arrow? How was that animal killed? In summary, it's important to remember that the majority of your diet with veganism will still be composed of plant-based sources. Wild game is only half the equation. Mindful attention must be paid to selecting high quality plant-based products such as green leafy vegetables, fruits, seeds, legumes, nuts, in order to ensure you meet your body's macro and micronutrient requirements. Now, let's talk about a little bit about the ethics of this diet. As I mentioned, those who follow a whole food, totally natural diet do so for ethical reasons as well as for health reasons. According to Dr. Jonathan Adrian, wild game boasts a dramatically reduced carbon footprint as it's a natural product. Now here's an aside here. The main concern with sustainability of commercially, of commercial, commercially reared meat products such as beef is its greenhouse gas emission and the subsequent impact on nature and the environment. But wild animals like squirrel, venison, rabbit, and wood pigeon, they all need to be culled to maintain sustainable populations and they can be repurposed by introducing them to diets rather than letting them go to waste. Think about that if you're a vegan saying, oh no, you should not be killing animals. Think, think about what goes on in the wild for real. Those who hunt wild animals suggest that their diets are ethical and humane they often argue that it's kinder to kill an animal quickly than to let the animal be attacked by a natural predator, meaning another animal, where they will die a slow, stressful, agonizing death. National Ge Geographic writer Will James said, if wild, I'm sorry, if wildlife managers do not call then nature calls and we will see animals starving in habitat, habitat types that used to be vibrant and beautiful consisting of highly reduced numbers of species. That's the specter that frightens wildlife conservationalists. Whereas I think those with the animal rights perspective feel that ethically we lose our souls if we cannot respect the divine spark in every individual animal. Sorry, I have to take another drink here. Okay, so if, again, wildlife managers do not cull, then nature culls. Now, when hunters kill animals, for the most part, it is done quickly. The animal doesn't even know. They're just living their lives, having fun, having their snacks, running around with their family, and the lights go off. They don't even know what happened to them. Whereas they know what's happening to them if they're starving to death. They know what's happening to them if a lion attacks them. So this is the ethics that they are presenting. Conversely, um, this is a vegan's counterpoint on hunting. And I'm going to share that now. This vegan said, just imagine you're a deer walking through the woods, maybe with your family, papa and mama. Then suddenly someone shoots you or your family member. 
in that moment you are terrified. You may be in horrible pain. Maybe you witness your family member die. Let's say your only parent dies, and then you're alone after that, an orphan. Now just imagine, after you experience this, the hunter explains to you, Hey, sorry, but don't worry about it. We're going to eat your dad's whole body with the utmost respect. Also, deer are overpopulated, so this is a good thing in the scheme of things. Does that explanation make everything okay if you're the deer? Or would you still be terrified, alone, in pain, missing your family? Being hunted is bound to be terrifying for animals, even when it's done with respect. Maybe ethical hunters wouldn't shoot in my imaginary scenario where a baby deer is walking with its family, but I think even a deer walking alone could be traumatized by being shot at. Most people agree we shouldn't inflict unnecessary suffering and death on animals. Is eating meat necessary? If not, hunting is not necessary. He makes a point too. But not all vegans agree with each other about hunters. While I risk labeling vegans, it is also important to not paint them all with a broad stroke. So there's all different types of vegans. Now there's the vegan who, um, they just have a vegan diet for health reasons. And they might not even have a strong opinion for or against hunters or hunting. They're simply avoiding meat for health reasons. They might even respect hunters in some cases. One vegan I know says that if you're going to eat a pig, you should at least observe the process of watching its life, its death, and how it is prepared to become your food. And he said if he ever ate meat again, that's exactly what he would do. Otherwise, he's not going to eat meat. Ethical but non-militant, if you will, vegans try not to judge hunters personally. Hunters typically grew up in a culture of hunting, and it's usually a family thing. Hunting doesn't, doesn't make them a bad person. That said, ethical vegans might have moments of frustration or anger towards hunters for hurting and killing innocent animals. Now you have your staunch, rigid vegan. And I don't mean any offense here, but I'm just calling them that as compared to the other vegans that I mentioned. These vegans are most likely to judge hunters poorly. Some may even hate hunters, or at least they feel consistent moral disgust at the actions and worldview world, world of hunters and other meat eaters. So anyway, I'm not going to get into the debate of it, but what I will say is that both of these diets are worth review, even if you don't choose to become either a vegan or a vegan. The adherence of both of these diets tend to be mindful of the environment and of the health of themselves and their families and the planet. If nothing else, it is essential for all of us to choose more whole plant foods and fortified foods in our diets as we may be missing vital nutrients, even in the cleanest of diets. Again, if we have an American diet, we have American diseases. It is now time for Bedtime Stories from the Acoustic Bookshelf, a short poem called The World is Too Much With Us by William Wordsworth. The world is too much with us, late and soon, getting and spending. We lay waste our powers. Little we see in nature that is ours. We have given our hearts away, a sordid boon. This sea bears her bosom to the moon. 
the winds that will be howling at all hours and are upgathered now like sleeping flowers. For this, for everything, we are out of tune. It moves us not. Great God, I'd rather be a pagan suckled in a creed, outworn. So might I, standing on this pleasant lee, have glimpses that would make me less forlorn, have sight of Proteus rising from the sea, or hear old Triton blow his wreathed horn. So that ends our show for today. Um, stay tuned because today will be a double feature um, with a Moscow murder update, but I will post it as a um, as my next episode. It won't be on this one. So until then, or until next week, arrivederci.